If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the One Cause Church podcast with Pastor Eric Holler. Good morning. Happy Father's Day, gentlemen. God bless you. Praise God. Well, I am very excited to uh, finish our series today on the family. Have you guys been enjoying this? Um, we've talked to the, I've talked to the dads a lot, so I'm not going to directly address you, but however you will be addressed today. And uh, we wanna f- I want to finish this up today talking about a legacy, leaving a legacy um, for you and for your children and for your grandchildren. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6. As you're turning there, this, this uh, man and wife, they had a... They had a baby, and unfortunately, the baby was only born with a head, and, um, but he survived the event, so they raised him the best way they knew how, just a little head, and uh, they nurtured him, loved him, treated him like a son. Dad took him everywhere, took him bowling. Um, yeah. So uh, he uh, turned 21, and so dad thought, all right, he's a man, so today I'm going to introduce him to strong drink. And uh, so they went down to a bar, and he set his son on the bar, little head, and everybody, obviously it turned others' heads there as they're looking onto this site. And father orders a couple of strong drinks, and he pours a shot down in his son's mouth. He says, son, today you're a man. I'm celebrating. And as he's doing that, this, all of a sudden, after he takes a drink, his torso pops out. <gasps> And everybody stands in awe. The dad says, take another, get another shot, bartender. Bartender's thinking, what is going on here? So he gets another shot, and, and he pours another shot down that boy, and two arms pop out. And he's so excited, and everybody in the bar is standing up. They're cheering. They can't wait to see what happens next as the father says, son, with your new arms, pick up that drink and let's see what happens. So he takes a drink and legs pop out. And everybody in the bar goes nuts and dad says, drinks are on me. And the bartender's standing back scratching his head in the sun. He's a little dizzy by three drinks now. And so he starts running around the room. He's so excited. He runs right out the front door, out in the street, gets killed by a bus. Bartender Sanders shaking his head says, oh, he should have quit while he was ahead. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I just... Thoroughly enjoyed that joke. (laughs) All right. Aren't you glad you came to church today for that? You could have been at home sleeping in, but you came and heard that good joke. All right. Today I want to talk to you about um, concerning your marriage and your family. You know, one of the greatest pressures that are on the family are financial pressures. And that is just not in the will of God for us to be under that kind of duress, under that kind of stress. I mean, we have enough things to think about. We have enough trouble in the world. But financial pressure is, is, is a tough thing to endure. And, and I tell you what, it, it has been the demise of many good marriages. It, it, has, it, has, it has just shut down the lines of communication between husbands and wives, affected their sexual relationship. I mean, just every part. But today, we're going to look into the Scripture and I found some really interesting things here that some tools I'm going to get into your hands are going to help your life. Are you ready to go forward in, in your life? Huh? I'm going to help you grow today. And uh, if you'll take these things, take, this, take this, this wisdom from God and apply it, you're going to see great things happen. Let me pray for a moment. Father, I want to say thank you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. 
to be upon your people today. Lord, we take this moment to hone in on your word. We pay special attention because we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, Lord, right now we just lay down anything that would try to distract us. All our thoughts, Lord, we focus in on, on your word right now. And we are here to receive from you. We thank you, God, that your word is everlasting. And, Lord, it is for every part of man, spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus. And all who agree with me said. Amen. Now, from the, you, you're going to Matthew chapter 6. But I want to give you a scripture out of the Amplified Version of the Bible. It says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, a family built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. This is good. Verse 4. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I think I like that. Hmm? I really like that verse of Scripture. This is a house that is built on godly wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now, the Living Bible says this. I like the way it reads. I don't usually read the Living Bible, but just happened to see this version. It was really good. And we're going to pull some truths out of this. Any enterprise is built. Everybody say built. You know, we're all building our lives. We're building our families. It takes time and years. And we're all doing something. We're building a legacy is what we're doing. Any enterprise is built by wise planning. Everybody say wise planning. Become stronger through common sense. Let's say common sense. And profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of facts. Everybody say facts. All right. So here we see that your life is built, your home is built, your family is built by wise planning, by common sense, and by keeping abreast of the facts. Now I'm going to give them to you in a little alliterated term. I'm going to give you all upwards. All right. The first one is upward. Upwards. Everybody say upwards. That is God, what, wise planning. That is, we cannot have wisdom outside of God. The Bible says God gives wisdom richly or liberally to those who ask in faith, right? But we have to look up because his ways are higher and his thoughts are higher. Everybody say upwards. All right? Then he gives us this beautiful thing called common sense. Say upstairs. Yeah, you got to talk. You got to let your brain be intact when you make decisions. That's why God gave you that beautiful gray matter. Amen. And then number three, keeping abreast of the fact, everybody say updates. Update. Need to pay attention to what's going on, all right? Upwards, upstairs, and updates. Now, if we could turn over to Matthew chapter, have you found Matthew 6? Now, you can log on to um, our, your version app. How many of you have version on your phone or your electronic device? You can go there and click the live button. I've got some notes for you to follow by there. Just uh, search One Cause Church. All right. Now, this is really good. These things are very good for keeping financial pressure off of your home. And, you know, God talks about money throughout the Scripture way more than he does a lot of other subjects. He talks about money more than he does water baptism. And I'm, I'm, we all know water baptism is important, right? right? I mean, there is so much division in the church concerning just that subject alone. Water baptism, you know, whether they need to sprinkle or they need to full immersion or whether it's, it's required to go to heaven or whether it's a symbol or whether it's, you know. There's just all kinds of divisions about water baptism. But see, the thing is that there's more emphasis on your finances because God knows that your family, that your home deals with financial pressures more than it does about how, how, how you're baptized. And financial pressure can do all of this damage to your home and, it's, and, and the problem is, the reason there's so much 
destruction in the family and so much shutting down of lines of communications, all those kinds of destructive forces are because people just don't simply apply the truths of the Word of God. Yeah. Wise planning, common sense, and keeping abreast of the facts. Now, I was talking to the earlier service about this, and I found this to be true in my own life, Heather and I, early, in our earlier years of marriage, more me than her. She was, she's always had the sense, the right kind of sense about finances. I, not so much. And uh, so we've, we've paid the price in some areas as a result. Now, we've always been givers, but not as good a givers as we could have been had we been out from under some financial pressure. And one of the greatest traps that's out there is called the great credit card. Right? And the credit card, now the cre- that doesn't really mean credit. That just simply means debt. Debt card is what they should call it. <laughs> right? And what's, what, what do they want you to do? How do they set this up? They want you to, to buy things on that credit card. Right? But then they want you to pay the minimum balance. Yes. Because if they keep you paying, paying the minimum balance, then they can continue to charge you 20%, 25%, you know, upwards from there. And just continue, and all that's all they want you to do is pay minimum balance. They don't ever want you to pay that credit card off, ever. They don't ever want you to do that. They want you to you to continue to do that until you breathe your last, and then just pass that debt on down to your kids, and let them handle it, and just keep reaping the benefits, right? And listen, if you are at a place in your life, well, let me just say this. Just don't, if you cannot pay that credit card off in a month, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Money is meant to be your servant. And if you go beyond your means and compile debt in your life, then you become servant to that which you should be master. Right? And money makes a lot better servant than it does a master. And in Matthew chapter 6, look what Jesus has to say about this very thing. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or wealth or money. You can't serve both, all right, because you have to give all your time to one of those two things. And if you're serving money, then your whole life is about that. You're going to work, and you're going to work overtime. You're going to work extra jobs. Your whole life is going to be about working for money. Then how much time can you really give to God? And Jesus isn't saying that you hate God. What he's saying is that you're not able to love him as much as you can love money because all your time and your thoughts are on how much more money that you need. All right? Are you hearing me today? All right, now I'm here to help you today. Y'all don't get quiet on me. First service just went totally quiet on me. All right? Need some good amen and in here today. Even if, even if it hurts, grunt it out. Amen. All right? But, see, God has, God has such a great plan for you. It's absolutely his will, ladies and gentlemen, that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers. That is your heavenly father's will. Amen. He loves you. He wants the best for you. But there, there's this wisdom in this world, well, foolishness, but the in this world, that this philosophy that's out there that, that you can just pay tomorrow. Pay it, buy it now, pay it later. Right? And we see just how that's helped our country up to this point. Yeah. All right. And, and let me say this to, to some of you here who, who uh, credit cards are a regular thing in your life. I'm not, I'm not here to, to come down on you. I'm, I want to help you and help you see that there's a better way to live than that. Amen. All right? Yeah. You're not meant to be a slave. 
All right, meant to be the master. See, as the children of God, you are created in God's image. And you remember we talked about the very beginning how God blessed the family. He blessed the man and the woman. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. That's God's plan. All right? And Jesus said that we as the church of the living God today, we're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Our lights, we are now the light of the world. He called us the light of the world. The light of the world called us the light of the world. Right. Amen? We are, city, we are a light, a beacon to show our God, to show his goodness, to show his power, to demonstrate his love to the world. All right? And if, if the people of God are in debt, if they're in chains of debt, then they really cannot represent a God who is exceedingly, abundantly, far above all that we could ask or think. Right. Amen. Wise planning requires you to look down the road, not just live for the moment. And the Word of God says that God has so empowered us, so resourced us, resourced us that Second uh, Peter chapter one verse three says, uh, "As His divine power is given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness." through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now think about that. He's given you all things that pertain to life and God. How in the world can you tap into that then? All right, if it's there, if that's a reality, if that's what he's done, then we have to have a way to get into that. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to continue to say this. It is by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That is our connection to the grace of God. We give up faith, God gives down grace. Hallelujah. And when they meet, supernatural things happen. That's how you got saved. A supernatural thing happened. You, the, you became a whole new creation, right? And God continues to gift us with his good things. As a matter of fact, every good thing in your life has come from God. Amen. You might have thought that you brought that good thing in your life, but ultimately God did because he made you. Yes. Right. He gave you the ability. He gave you the knowledge. He gave you the power to do it. You know, James says, don't err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning, which means he's going to be good today, and tomorrow when you get up, he's still going to be good. Matter of fact, Hebrews 9.11 says that now Christ has become our high priest of the good things to come. Hallelujah. That's why you can expect good things, because that's what God gives. Amen. Hey, there was a time when it wasn't all that... When, when that wasn't everything that God had for man. He had judgment. He had wrath. But thank God Jesus took judgment and wrath upon himself for all of us. Aren't you grateful to God for that today? Yeah. That every curse was stopped at that cross and every blessing just kept on flowing through through the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? Yeah. So the power is found in the word of God. This is how we tap into this all things. It's, we got to find out what we have. And we find out what we have by his word because his word is his will. And so what you've come today to do is to sit down at the reading of the will. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you find out what your inheritance is. What is yours from almighty God? Because Jesus, the testator of that will, already died. And the moment Jesus died, God's will came in force. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And thank God he didn't stay dead. Now, I don't want anybody to, to feel bad today. If you do feel bad, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm, I'm trying to encourage you, all right? I'm going to get into your life a little bit. Now, some of you, some of you are, are, are hearing some of this. Some of this is going to be brand new information for you because you weren't raised in this kind of home or you're not experiencing this in life right now. And because you weren't taught that, I, as your pastor, get the honor and the privilege to do that, all right? Can you receive that? And as long as you are connected to God, 
Now, you might be, you might be in some real financial duress right now, and, and, and you need to see a way out. And I'm here to tell you, your connection to God is your way out. Jesus said, I am the way. So for you to think that there is no way is saying that you did not invite Jesus into your situation. Because as long as he is in your life, there is always a way. Always. Because God sees ways that you don't see. God knows ways that you don't know. See, God made a road under a sea. Nobody saw that road until he told Moses to stretch out that rod. And when the sea divided, there was the road. There's a lot better way than living in debt, living on the plastic. Let's just do math for just one second, okay? Is it okay if we switch over to math? That if you're paying 20-something percent to credit cards and your bank account is yielding 3 to 4%, well, let's just do the math there, all right? I'll just leave you to kind of figure that out. That is a losing battle. All right? So God has a much better way. And which leads me to this next thought. We talked about godly or wisdom, wise planning, looking upwards, looking to him because God has wisdom for you every day of your life. But here, this takes us into common sense. Everybody say upstairs. Hey, check your brain, not at the door. Check your brain, all right? Let, 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 Let common sense do its work in your life. See, because if you manage your money by your emotions, you're in trouble. That is, a, that is an ocean that you will absolutely drown in. Right? Because we have these five wonderful senses, and they are by God. But we have to guard these five senses. All right? And I was talking to the early service, because here's what your senses will tell you. If it smells good, you need to buy that. If it tastes good, buy it. If it looks good, buy it. If it sounds good, buy it. What's the last one? If it feels good, buy it. Right? So that's why we have this other thing called common sense. The older generation used to say this, and I I think it's great wisdom. Hey, before you buy it, sleep on it. Go to bed. Do you have to have it? Do you have to have it? Now, if you have to have it, that's one thing. But let's just be honest. What we say we have to have most of the time is just something that we just want. Huh? Can we be honest here in church? Is that okay if we're honest in church? It's a good place to start. Be honest. Right? Amen. I want to help you. So, I want to... If your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will be your downfall. See, because common sense says, what about tomorrow? How's this going to affect me down the road? This purchase right here, what is that going to look like a month from now? What is that going to look like two years from now? How's that going to affect my kid's college? All right? Take a moment to check upstairs. Amen. A regular, uh, to get a good temperature gauge on, on your finances and how you view them, I want to give you some things that maybe you're experiencing in your life that are not God's plan for you. Number one, bill collectors calling your house. Number two, your statements having these two words on them continually, past due. All right? This, this, this is not God's plan. That's right. 
Um, you, you continually struggling with the Bible's instructions about tithing and giving. Making excuses for reasons why you, why you don't give. Well, if maybe in your home, the favorite phrase is, we can't afford it. Right? This is, this is a sign that things are not quite right in the home, in your finances. All right? Maybe it even affects your health. Stresses you out big time. You're robbed of sleep. It affects you emotionally. You find yourself depressed. You're just in this funk. You're full of anxiety and fear. You find yourself envying others whenever you find out they got a promotion or they got blessed. Something good happened in their lives. Your first instinct is envy and jealousy. You find yourself completely bankrupt of peace and happiness and real joy. This is what financial pressure can do to you. Oh, man. James 1.14 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and is enticed. The word drawn away, the words drawn away mean drawn away from the right way. All right, so there is a right way to do it. See, y'all just went quiet on me just like that first service did. Amen. Thank you. Amen. See, It'll help you if you get the right perspective. See money for what it really is. It's simply a tool. And see you for who you really are. You're a steward. All right? You're just a steward of that tool. Because you came in this world with, and you're leaving this world with zero. Right? But while you're here, you're a steward of things that God brings into your life for his purposes. But when you begin to make those purposes your own, then you go into failure. All right? See, God has reasons for good things coming into your life. He has good, good reasons for you prospering because of this blessing that he gave Abraham a long time ago. That same blessing has come upon you because Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law, having become a curse for you that the blessing of Abraham will come upon you, bunch of pagan Gentiles. Hallelujah. It wasn't just for the Jews anymore. It's for all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. All of us pagans. Amen. God came and blessed us. And what is that blessing? I will bless you. And you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. You can't be a blessing if you're not experiencing blessing in your own life. You can't pour out if you don't have anything. Amen? He wants to fill you up so much that that those blessings just overflow and overflow into others' lives. Amen? And God gives us so many wonderful ways to do that. A couple of those reasons, uh, those ways are bringing... uh, by connecting and partnering with the house of God. Yeah. Now, God gives you this beautiful gift of life and makes you a steward over things. And if you begin to accumulate, and that's all you become about, accumulating, 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 and forget your purpose of giving. It's, you know, that you're, you've just become in it for you and yours. But I want, I want to just help you kind of see, get a little perspective on that stuff. How many of you know all of us have an appointment with that hole in the ground? Hmm? All of us do. Now, someday, now it could be that Jesus Christ comes before we die, right? But there are lots of generations that thought that way, and they're all in the hole in the ground, all right? So, I mean, let's just face the facts, all right? We're all heading there, but praise God, if we believe in Jesus, then... We go to sleep here. We wake up in heaven. Amen. All right? 
So that's not a hopeless place for the believer, but it is a reality for the believer. All right? So you go to that hole in the ground, then your stuff finds its way in somebody else's hand. That stuff that was so precious to you, that stuff that you just had to have, finds its way in other people's hands. Maybe your kids, maybe your grandkids. And ladies and gentlemen, they don't think near about that stuff like you do. What they're going to do, they're going to put 10 cents on that thing, and they're going to put it out back of their garage and put a sign in the yard and say, come get this junk. Right? And all that stuff that was so precious to you is going to sell for pennies on the dollar. Right? Because it's just stuff. We have something greater than to live for. See, life is bigger than us. And if you can understand it, life is bigger than you. Say that. Life is bigger than me. It is. Because the truth is, after you die, life is going to continue to go on. I mean, we'd all like to think that as soon as I die, the world stops. Right? But it doesn't stop. It's going to keep on rolling. People are going to keep on moving. People are going to keep on living. Amen. Hallelujah. Common sense, wise planning, keeping abreast of the facts. Now, just a, <clears throat> just a quick thing for you for, for just staying updated on your finances Take a look at your, at your bank statement. <laughs> what a, what a, what, that's common sense, too. Look where your money's going. You might find, if you look over just the last three months after you're horrified of where you spend money, and, and you, <laughs> then look, just look at it, you can make some simple adjustments and find more money automatically. I can guarantee all of us can do that. Amen. All of us can. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, just some simple things to do. Staying updated on where your money's going is a very important thing. Now, from time to time, we offer a great course here called Financial Peace through uh, Dave Ramsey, who has done a phenomenal job teaching people how to get out of debt, how to prosper in life. And we, we do offer that from time to time. So if you, you would like something like that, we will be offering that somewhere down the road. All right? So, and here's the thing. If you look over your, if you're just looking over your bank statement, look over the things that you have to have, you and your spouse, what you have to have and things that you want to have. All right? Things that you have to have and things that you want to have. And I believe that you'll find you spend a lot on want. Yeah. All right? And there's nothing wrong with spending money on what you want. I'm just, as long as you're taking care of what you have to. Here's what I, one thing I never want to do. And Heather and I have just made a commitment that we're going to be givers in the house of God. We're going to tithe. And we don't decide this morning, well, can we afford to tithe today, honey? Right. And we decided that we were going to be tithers way back there. Yeah. And we knew that this Sunday was going to come and we'd be putting a check in the, in, in the offering bucket today. We don't make that commitment one week at a time. It's a lifetime, Amen. all right? Because we found out that we can't make, make it through life on our budget by ourselves. We're just not going to be able to be able to fulfill the things, see the things fulfilled in our heart on our own budget. But praise God, when God's super gets on our natural, it's incredible to see when you're in partnership with God, you see God really is there. And God really does care about that kind of thing. He does care about your finances. Amen. He wants to be involved. He wants to show his power. Yeah. And Heather and I, we've just, we've just put that to the test. And you know what? We've never, never, ever gone wrong. We've never lacked for any good thing. And that is all because of him. God opens up an avenue for this continual blessing through tithing and giving. Amen. And I want to encourage you today. Is it okay if I talk to you like you're adults? I mean, if y'all want to go to kids' church, you're welcome to. But this is big people church. All right? We do have baby church and we have little kid, little people church. But this is big people church. So I, I hope that you can take this like an adult. 
Adults are the biggest babies when it comes to money in church. I'm pastor. All I'm talking about is money. Huh? Grow up. Come on. Where was I going there? That was fun saying that. I don't know. I not expect to see that. If you are not, and I want to, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to become part of the giving family here at One Cause Church. If you are not already doing that, become a part of that. Because I believe that it's just not right that other people are buying your lunch every Sunday. Right? To the tithers here. Lunch is on me again. Right? Because the Bible says that we bring these things in the source that there may be meat. See, what you're receiving right now is food. Meat. Right? Well, how many of you know it's just not right if you show up to church, put your baby in the nurse, put your kids in kids' church, and you just take advantage of everything here that you don't put something in the offering plate? That's just not right. Can you receive that today? Man, you got, all right, okay. Amen. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. Because we need God's help. And God is our help. A very present help in time of need. Right? I had a friend. I was telling the earlier services, and I'll finish with this. I had a friend. Um, he was talking about. I, actually, let's just look at one scripture before we do that. I need to give you a little bit more scripture here. Luke chapter 12. Now, I do want to tell you that I gave some more stuff this morning in the early service. And I, I want, uh, Derek, where's Derek? There <laughs> Put both of these podcasts up, would you, for both services? Because they're a little bit different this week. Um, and, and I want you to get, check out that podcast. Go to One Cause Church and listen to that podcast from the early service today. Okay? Because there's some extra things in there. But for the sake of time, I know you've got lunch and things planned with Dad and uh, some family time. So Jesus says this in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Now that goes completely different, completely opposite of the way of the world. Because the way of the world is, is he who has the most toys wins. Right? But the kingdom of God is completely different. It's give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Come on, help me out. Press down, shaking together, running over. All right? See, God made you, when he made you in his image, when you became a new creation, you became like him. Hallelujah. As he is, so are we in this world. Remember that? And God so loved that he did what? Gave. So we so loved that we give. The very last verse of this same chapter, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I'm going to have to admit I've tried to skip over that verse from time to time because I just didn't like God knowing me that well. <laughs> Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I was telling there, so I had a friend, he, he told me, he said, man, every Sunday I'd be in church. He said, man, I'd be, I love you, Lord, with all my heart. All that is within me, I love you, Lord. He said, man, and then they'd start passing that offering bucket and I would freeze up. He said, I'd suddenly be paralyzed and deaf to whatever the preacher was saying. Just turn it off. 
He said, and a miracle would happen every time. As soon as the offering bucket got passed by, I was like, oh, I can hear again. Look, I can move. Just miracles every Sunday. <laughs> because God can see right through all that shuck and jive, right? Because he knows where your treasure is. There's where your heart is. And we don't like to admit that. We don't like to think about that, especially if we're looking over that bank statement and go, well, my heart is in every restaurant in town. <laughs> right? But I don't ever want to be to the place where all of this spending limits what I can give to the Lord. Amen. Our priorities are out of whack if we do that. See, people try to make tithing an Old Testament and a New Testament thing. Well, that's Old Testament. No, that's New Testament. And there's all these arguments about it. It's really actually about property. It's a property thing. In the very beginning, God set up a garden and said, you get everything, but I get the tree. Right? And what Adam do? Took from God's property. And that's the very first thing that happened, Genesis chapter 3. And then you go to the very last chapter, Malachi chapter, the very last book in the Bible, and God is still upset about men robbing him. It says, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed men. You say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Amen. You've taken my property. This whole thing in the garden that was before the law. Abraham gave tithes before the law. Isaac and Jacob, they gave tithes before the law. They just didn't do it to... See, when, when the law came, men tithe so they wouldn't be cursed. Men tithe so that they could get blessed. But in this New Testament age that we live in, hallelujah, this new covenant by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bring tithes and offerings because we are already blessed. Hallelujah. God has already declared a blessing over us. It's a whole different, we're back in that Abrahamic kind of relationship with God. That when the, the, Melch, the, the high priest stood over Mel, uh, Melchizedek, he stood in front of Abraham and said, blessed are you, Abram, of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And the Bible says that Abraham gave a tenth. Of all. He gave a tithe of all because the, he heard the blessing. I'm here to tell you, you are blessed. Amen. Right? And our response ought to be, all right. Yes, I give God what is his. Amen? Amen. You're not cursed. You are blessed. I said, you're not cursed. You are blessed. And I just want to say that there was a time in my life when I was preaching that if you didn't tithe, you're under a curse. I, am, I apologize for that. That's just not truth. As much as I love that to be true, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> now, I don't want you to be cursed. I'm just saying, you know, because, you know, they, under the law, actually, we went to a church some years ago. Where was it? In Chicago. I thought that might have been a good idea. It's awfully bold. Yeah. That they billed all their parishioners. They would receive a tithe bill in the mail. Would y'all want to do that? No. Everybody's like, no way. You ain't going to mess with me, dude. Right? I, I was amazed at that. I'm like, they bill the people their tithe? That's ridiculous. Not a bad idea, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, we don't give that way. That's how they did under the law. They did, <clears throat> they garnished their wages. That's, there's a whole greater way to give Amen. under grace. Yeah. Amen. 
So I, I want to encourage you. Now, I didn't mean to stay on this that long, but maybe somebody here just needed to be reminded today, or maybe somebody just needed to hear this today. Amen. I love you guys. You know I'm not up, I don't always talk about this thing, but it is very important. It's very biblical. All right? And I wouldn't do you justice if I didn't teach you how to prosper too. And teach you what the Word of God says. Amen. So I want to, I want to encourage you. Connect with the house of God. Right? If your treasure's here, your heart's going to be here. If, if your treasure's toward the things of God, then your heart will be there. All right? Period. That's what Jesus said. Did he not say it? All right? That'll keep you out of covetousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Go to onecausechurch.com for locations and events. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at One Cause Church.